Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to get into some coaching ideas. Got a bunch of guys competing this weekend in Chattanooga. There's an EBI format tournament going on. I'm going to be the main coach there, so I'm going to be in a lot of people's corners this weekend. I want to talk to you guys about what I'm thinking before, during, and after the tournament. There's some questions I like to ask my students and myself before I coach them. Starting tonight, I'm going to get with each person individually and just ask him simply, do you want me to coach you? Do you want me in your corner? How much do you want me to coach you? Do you want me to give you tactical advice? Do you want me to just tell you about the clock, you know, like to, to relax? What level of coaching do you want? And do you want me in your corner? Most guys want some level of coaching, but you'll be surprised. There's always one or two that go, ah, I don't care if you coach me. I'm looking to just go out there and try my best. I got this. I respect that. And I want to make sure that I'm not in somebody's corner giving them instructions when they don't want me in the corner. Some guys, that they puts a lot more extra pressure on. I've heard that before. Like, ah, I don't really want you in my corner. It'll put too much pressure on me. I'll be okay. Okay, go do your thing, man. But know that I'm there for you. After that, I then let them know and remind them that I'm proud of you, regardless if you win or lose. And... This is going to be a great experience, and you're going to learn a lot from it. It's going to make your jiu-jitsu better. It's so important that after those first two things have been said and established, that you then start to talk strategy, just basic strategy. What are you looking to do this tournament? What are you looking to do in your first match? What does your ideal match look like? Are you going to start standing and look to wrestle, or are you going to pull guard immediately? Are you going to feel the guy out on your feet? What's your go-to submissions? Especially in an EBI format uh, tournament, it's important to talk some overtime strategy. Are you looking to start on the back, or are you looking to start in spiderweb? Do you feel comfortable with your back and spiderweb escapes? Do you understand how to control a guy? What are you going to do if you don't submit the guy in regulation? What are you going to do to win the match in overtime? Honestly, having that conversation is the difference between a lot of guys, especially at the white and blue belt level, from winning and losing. Often, when you go to these tournaments, you see competitors not... I mean, hopefully they've looked over the rules, but some guys have no idea what EBIOT is still. It makes no sense to me. Or a guy's panicking. It's like, oh, crap, I forgot. Uh, I'm going to take a spider web. It's like, no, no, I want you to have a clear vision of what overtime is going to look like, what position you're going to start in, and how you're going to escape. Win or lose, I want you to have that plan. Then, once I've talked to them about their strategies, I evaluate myself. How well do I know their game? It's not something I talk to them about. I just look at each person individually and I go, okay, I know this guy's game really well, so I feel comfortable giving him instructions, detailed instructions during the match. For instance, there's a purple belt who I've cornered multiple times. We have a good relationship and 
he likes me to give him, hey, I want you to go for a Kimura or hey, slow down, I want you to take side control. I know his game really well, so I can start to give him specific instructions and tell him to do specific movements. Well, if I'm working with a three-month guy and he's going to compete this weekend, I don't know his game as well. He doesn't have as many moves. So I'm going to really stick to just the basics, whether it's telling him to hey, you're flattened out right now. I want you to try and work up on your side. I want you to start thinking about an overhook or underhook. But I'm not going to tell him, hey, I want you to go for the anaconda. I want you to do the chair set. I'm going to try and keep the technical terms out of it and just stick with the time. Hey, you've got two minutes left. Hey, you're doing great. You're past halfway. Breathe. I want you to relax. You're really tense right here. You're going to gas yourself out. Just relax. You're in a good position. And the big one, especially at the lower levels, is to remind guys to just, hey, take position. You're past the guard now. I want you to count to 10. A lot of guys really like when I remind them to slow down. Some of the uh, less experienced guys, their matches can look very hectic because they don't value positioning, especially in the submission-only format. And they're just jumping from submission to submission or grabbing heads, and they get exhausted. And a lot of matches can be won just simply by telling a guy, hey, breathe. You're on top of side control. Look to pin him for 20 seconds. I don't want you to move. I don't want you to just jump straight to mount. Look to establish this pin, and then we're going to look to attack once we've established it. A lot of guys have told me they really like when I do that for them. So regardless, if they've been training three months or 10 years, I try and keep those basic coaching ideas in mind. And the more I know a guy's game, I might tell them specific techniques. Hey, this is where you set up your Kimura. Okay, now you have the Kimura. Look to take the back from here. Perfect. Now we're in the spot we want to be. We're looking to do cross grips. Again, the more I know it, the more technical I'm going to get with the coaching. But anybody, whether I've just met them for, you know, the day and they need a coach in their corner, and that happens a lot. If somebody sees that you're coaching a bunch of guys, they'll tell you, hey, man, I know I don't train at your school, but I train at this 10th Planet School. My coach isn't here today. Do you mind stepping in? Look, man, I don't know your game, but I'm going to do my best to coach you and be there for you in your corner. And just giving them an idea of how much time's left and to relax can be the difference between them winning or losing. After the match, I try and give quick adjustments. So I'm not going to go into a detailed breakdown of everything they did wrong or right. I want to just give them, hey man, I saw during EBIOT, make this quick fix on possibly their seatbelt. I noticed you did this. You went for the choke too soon. I want you to hold your seatbelt like this and look to give me an extra 20-second ride time next time. Or, oh, I saw you struggle with this. Let me give you this one small detail that's going to help you next match. But I'm not going to overload their mind with, look, man, you had the guillotine in this position. You should have jumped on it. I want you to pull guard. No, no, no. They don't do a guillotine. I want you to just think about what they did during the match, and if you notice a small adjustment that's going to help them in the next match, especially if it's an overtime problem, take them to the side real quick, give them a 30-second to a minute detail, tell them they did great, and I'm telling you, I've seen it work many times where the next match they 
always perform a little bit better or sometimes a lot better in that situation, especially when it comes to the EBIOT. I've helped a lot of guys win their match from, okay, you barely eked out a ride time win this time. I want you to do this next time, and you're going to crush the ride time. And a lot of times I'll end up getting the submission just because their positioning is a lot better when it comes to the back or spider web. After the tournament, I like to think about collective strengths and collective deficiencies that our students, um, you know, that, that was, was there any common theme? If let's say we won eight gold medals, but five of our guys ended up losing EBOT when they got put in arm locks, they either got tapped or just couldn't escape and ended up losing by ride time. Well, I'll note that down. I'll note that. And when I get back, I'll look to, over the next couple of weeks, look to really focus on escaping the arm lock or start to study escaping the arm lock. And I know if our competitors are struggling with that, then the other guys are too. So I know that the school's going to level up because I saw this deficiency at the tournament and the whole school should level up over the next couple of months. And that's one of the awesome things about tournaments is it can show you, okay, this is a look at 15 of our students, collective strengths, everyone's half guard passing looked amazing or open guard passing looked amazing. We need to keep hammering that because it could become one of a, the strong, uh, one of the really strong parts of the school and what our school's known for. We're going to keep that up. But, uh None of our guys finished a rear naked choke during EBIOT, so we need to work on our back finishing. Whatever it is, I'll note it, jot it down, and look to work on it over the next couple of weeks to couple of months, depending on how severe the deficiency is, like how many of the students displayed that deficiency during their match. I also think it's super important after the tournament, the next week, that you get with each student again individually. You kind of go through that same process of, hey, I'm proud of you. Win or lose, you're going to get a lot better from this. But how did you feel about your strategy? What are some things you want to change? And I think it's really important that your students know that, again, you're proud of them, but that you were thinking about them and that, hey, I watched your match and I took down these couple of notes. Now I'm going to help you with these one or two things that I saw during your match on the, again, that individual basis. And I don't want to overload them. You know, if it's some three month white belt, I don't want to be like, you made these 12 mistakes. No, no, no. Just, hey, this was the one or two things that really stuck out to me. Come over here real quick. Let me five minutes in a corner. And you'll find that guys level up tremendously from that individual attention. And it'll be something that they really appreciate. And it really helps them level up. Because one of the good things about tournaments is it takes those excuses away. Sometimes during the gym, guys will come in and they'll be like, well, I was tired. Or, well, I was training soft today. I wasn't really trying to win. Everybody at that tournament that's coming this weekend should be trying to win first place. They should be going out and trying their best. And so you can really get through to a student and they can really, again, make a quick adjustment because you took the time to, hey, jot down a couple of notes on their match and go over it with them next week. 
you don't need to do an hour private lesson with each guy. Again, I find that just a five to 10 minute talk or, hey, let me just show you this quick thing real quick. I want you to work on this over the next couple of weeks will really help your students, especially the white and blue belts, level up quickly and add things to their game that, uh, you know, maybe they didn't know or that's a weakness. And they're not going to make that same mistake next time. Tournaments are a great way to see where your students are at and to make sure that you're telling your students this is these are your strengths you did amazing here but again this is one or two things i want to see you add i hope that helps you guys i know coaching can be a daunting task especially when you first start out doing it you might be a purple belt and you don't feel qualified i'm telling you if you go through that process people whether it's your students or even just somebody else at the tournament are going to be really happy that you took the time to get in their corner and not just yell random advice like, oh, go for the guillotine, go for the anaconda. If you don't know their game, back off. Just stick with the basics of coaching. If you have that relationship and you know exactly what your student's looking to do, you've established what their um, strategy is going in, well, now you can start to look to give detailed instructions and you can start John Donahering it in the corner looking to tell them to, you know, hey, we've got Ashigurami now. We're going to look to get a tilt from that Kazushi, yada, yada, yada. I'm looking forward to coaching this weekend. I'll let you guys know how it goes. As always, I appreciate you guys listening. Go out there and compete. It's going to help your jujitsu and make sure that you keep trying to become a better person.